0: Welcome to episode number 151 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. My name is Cole Ross, and I am joined via Skype today by... Ben Merkel. Thank you so much. Uh, The others could not be here, so this is going to be a very intimate and very... Let's see here. Uh let's say maybe even shorter episode. Who knows? Who knows where the conversation will lead us?
1: This will um, be a mini sode.
0: A mini sode, yes. Uh because I have some very some very cool little games to talk about and uh Ben has told me he has nothing interesting to talk about. Um so <laughs> As good... per usual. <laughs> And uh, and then we're probably going to do a little what's on our mind at the end and, uh, and call it a week. Um, we do have a promise coming in the future of a journey spoiler uh, cast uh, between Ben, myself, and Dennis, since all three of us have played and beaten the game. Uh, but I don't feel comfortable leaving Dennis out of the discussion because he probably has some insights that I would not have on it. Um, so we're going to be talking about some other pretentious games, at least on my side, and then, uh, continuing in that vein, uh, from here and in perpetuity throughout the universe. All right. So why not? So since, uh, since you do not have anything interesting, interesting to talk about, it makes sense to lead with that first.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll build up to your, your stuff. Um, (laughs) uh, one thing I was going to say to kind of. Not to dip into next week's discussion, but uh, as far as journey goes, I had collected everything, and so I got the the white costume. Have you uh, seen this at all?
0: I know what it, I know what it is.
1: Okay. But... Have you had you? Uh, I guess played with anyone who had that in the game, or had you ran into anyone with that?
0: I think I ran into people who were close to it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. And I I won't mention a whole lot about it, but I guess the added advantage of it is you can jump at any time. Um, like the cloak recharges as soon as you hit the ground, so you kind of can jump as much as you want. Um, so I basically beat that. I've I've beaten that game enough times that I'm done with it now. <laughs> you finished. Uh,
0: how many How many times have you beaten it?
1: Uh, maybe like four or five. Okay, I think so. Hmm good number of times. Neat. I, I know all the plot points, I guess. But yeah. uh, I'll try and formulate more co- coherent thoughts about it for next week's discussion. But um, yeah, that was fun. Um, and I also played a game called Renegade Ops.
0: Oh, have you heard reason, of this game? I, I think that I've heard of it, but I'm going to have to Google it.
1: Okay. I've only I only played the beginning of it. Um, it's by Avalanche Studios, the same people who did Just Cause and Just Cause 2. Okay. And so, uh, I just played the start of it. It's like a top-down twin shooter where, but it's, it's like twisted metal essentially, but take a twisted metal car and then replace the main character of Just Cause with a twisted metal car. That's <laughs> es- that's essentially what the game is. It's, what? Yeah, that's, that's about right. You're, you're in, uh, Southeast Asia there. Instead of like a, a military tyrant, you have kind of, a. Anarchist uh, terrorist who's threatening to blow up the world, huh. and so you you drive around and shoot things in cars. Yes. and I don't know. It's okay. Yeah.
0: So it's, this this is uh, this is downloadable, right? So you're playing this on PSN.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. But um, I don't know. And and other news of things to come though. I uh, I ordered Deus Ex uh three, and so that is currently en route to my house so the, uh,
0: the human revolution
1: the the revolution of humans yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah. deus ex human resources <laughs> you get to uh, alphabetized so much in that game it's <laughs> it's quite fun no um so i'll probably have more to talk about with that but for now that's that's about it
0: ah cool mm-hmm. taking a look here i see i think you're gonna like uh deus ex uh human resources Revolution, <laughs> uh, crap. Um, yeah, I'm just looking it up here. I just I got Amazon Prime over the weekend, so like now oh. I'm now I'm just like Mister uh Mister Moneybags, just throwing you, I'm just like oh that's on Amazon. Well, it'll be here in two days, no shipping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, eleven new for oh, that's the that's the official guide. Crap, that's I hate that how you can how you can search for something but it won't pull it up. Like everything is strange. Like here's a figurine. I just I just want the human revolution, not revolutions. There we go. There we go. That's the ticket. Uh still not doing anything. Oh well. I played the first two levels of that. Sounded, sounded like fun. I know uh, I know David likes it a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Huh. What uh what, what inspired you to go after uh, Renegade Ops?
1: Um I, just, I was just looking at game reviews over the weekend because there isn't there aren't really any games out right now that I wanna play. Um I've been I don't know really scratching my head over what to get and so I had come across that one. Um I also came across the there's a PSN game that just came out. It's all black and white. Uh do you know which one I'm talking about? Closure. Closure, yeah, yeah.
0: That one uh was originally a uh, was originally originally a flash game. It's where you like shed light as you walk. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was pretty neat. So, I don't know.
0: Whenever we talk about flash games, I bring up Don't Look Back. Have you have you played Don't Look Back?
1: I have. You have. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Sorry. Just wanted. To Some, make, just wanted. To sometimes. Make sure. Sometimes forget what it is, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Huh. No, it's uh, it's it's good. It's good. Man, so much good stuff is happening. I played uh, I played Fez a little bit uh, a while oh, ago, yeah. but uh, yeah. but but not enough to really comment on it. Um, it's neat. It's mind pending Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll have more to say about it after I've actually after I've. Played more of it but
1: what are the puzzles like do does it take a long time to figure them out or is it about the same pace as portal or is, uh,
0: i've played like the first couple levels of it mm-hmm. um there there are there are two kinds of puzzles that you do um one is the, the the jumping kind of puzzles where you're kind of rotating your point of view uh super paper mario style okay uh, to try and um so like if that, if that platform looks like it's like way too far away Um, you rotate it and then like, actually no, in 3d space, it's actually pretty close to you, but because of the way it compresses it, it, yeah, there's that kind of stuff. So trying to kind of like wrap your mind around like things that are out of reach are actually in reach, depending on how you're like viewing it. Mm -hmm. That is its own thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, assume that that kind of thing gets more, gets more complicated as you go along, especially since there are doors and items that are only available from certain, uh, vantage points and viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, large part of the game is about collecting collectibles. Um, there are some other puzzles, um, which I haven't come across them myself, but uh, they have been indicated by. Uh, they're talking about them a lot on video games. Hot dog, um, talking about <clears throat> like uh, actually like needing to decode things. And like actually having to uh, solve patterns and things like that.
1: Get out uh, pen and paper.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: Like the like, old Myst games.
0: Yeah, like they, they they were talking about like taking like taking a picture of the screen with your iPad and then so you so you would have the pattern up in front of you and then being able to like whiteboard over it to figure out like what the actual like code was that you needed to uh, pull out hmm. because because the game has its own alphabet in it, much like Mist actually um (laughs) and and so like there's so so there's those two kind of things where it's like you know there's the the, there's the platforming but but then there's this like pseudo arg kind of thing happening Mm -hmm. um it has a lot of like interface screw kind of elements kind of like uh, eternal darkness i don't want to spoil too many of those but that happens yeah it is uh and it is really really cool Um, that's pretty surprising
1: you wouldn't expect that from a a game of this format or genre you know
0: Ah, maybe i mean it's indie so they're gonna try and be as uh they're gonna try and be as interesting as possible try and pull you know they 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 know what they like and they know what the kind of people who know what fez is will like yeah yeah and the kind of people who know what fez is they will like eternal darkness
1: <laughs> we want our gamers to like fun things so we're gonna put fun things in our game
0: <laughs> yeah we we want to make a game for somebody who likes the same shit we do right yeah yeah, yeah that's uh that's the dream that's the uh that's the journey oh ah foreshadowing (laughs) i did beat journey um over this past week um maybe it was like last weekend or the weekend before last you asked me if i cried i did not okay um uh i don't know if there's any more to say about it than like you've said or uh i forget if if dennis has has said anything about it um in the in the in the meantime um definitely i didn't beat it in one sitting like as encouraged i beat it over the course of a couple of settings okay it's affecting and beautiful and for as much effusive praise as we have laid on um Echo and Shadow of the Colossus it's very much in that vein it's very much uh you know if not a spiritual successor then it's inspired by uh those atmospheres so i played it online like i played with, with other people but i just mostly ignored them mm-hmm. um so it didn't it didn't really affect my play that much
1: okay it it seems like instead of uh it seems like with uh Shadow of the Colossus there's like a lot of uh Mayan sort of influence on like the design of all the temples and everything. Where with Journey it seems like there's more of like an Egyptian influence.
0: Yeah, it's real Arabic. Um, a lot of the a lot of the art and the designs are very uh, geometric.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so cool. But we'll save that for later because it's one of those games that's almost uh, it's it's kind of impossible to not spoil it by talking about it. So we'll want to cordon that off for the listeners so they know. Uh yeah. um, but suffice to say it's worth your money. It's, you know if you have if you have if you have a PlayStation or have access to a PlayStation 3, um, go for it. Um yeah. we encourage it. It gets the it gets a vote out of at least you, Dennis, and I. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um the game that did make me cry though, and this is one that anybody with a PC can go play, it's called Dear Esther. Okay. Dear Esther. Um, this was originally a uh, um a mod for Half-Life 2. It's built on the Source engine, but uh, here in the past couple months, uh, the team or some external team has uh, taken it and remade it in the Source engine with all the new stuff and re-released it with uh, better graphics and uh, better audio, better music, things like that. And, who uh, boy, you ever get like a feeling when you're watching something or playing something or reading something that was made specifically for you?
1: Uh, I don't know. You don't know? I can't think of an example. I can't think of an example right now. I don't want to flat out say no, but yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But no, but just, to, just kind of like this is something that resonates. It feels, it feels like this, this, this is something that only I get to enjoy, even if nobody else does. I, I, I get it. I, you know, it's mine. Um, okay. I feel the same way about like Sinekty, New York. Yeah. Um, you know, like that. That one is like I don't care how many people say it's pretentious or whatever. That is mine to like ball at and yeah. be entirely entranced by. Yeah. Um so the 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 premise of it is without without spoiling too much you are on an island. You are on a deserted island. You are entirely alone with really only one path to walk. And as you walk you are hearing these letters being read aloud to uh to Esther, who is this character who is of some importance to the narrative. Um and you are basically working your way from the shoreline into the island and then to the top. So you have this beacon that's in view the entire time, kind of like Journey, actually, that is guiding you as you walk, you know, and there are branching paths. But really it is just you hold down W and you hear text and you look at amazing, beautiful sights. Um, the narrative itself, it's you know, I mean, it's it's unique in that Anytime you come across like a trigger point where something would, you know, play the sound, I hope this doesn't take the magic out of it if you haven't played it yet. But anytime you trigger that, um, there are one of four different um, audio cues that it can play. Um, and each of those, you know, kind of like kind of in a varying way tells the story. Um, and every part of it is kind of like random randomized or put together in a different way. So everybody who plays it is going to have their own experience and is going to take away a different meaning or a different metaphor from it. Okay. And um the very last moments are just uh just entirely uh magical. Um and I would say anybody who has a computer who can run it, lo- like look it up on Steam, you can buy it for like ten bucks. Um, play it. It's about an hour and ten minutes out of your life, according to my uh my playthrough. And it is definitely something that uh, uh it's it's worth spending your time doing it. Hmm. Okay. It is a treasure,
1: damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I I looked at the website of it, it looks interesting. It is if really, it, really cool. If it were free, I'd play it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm at the distance. Yeah, it's $10. Bucks. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah, you know, 10 bucks is 10 bucks. Um Yeah. So and continuing, um, and these are all games that I talked about last week. <laughs> so I, I did I did fulfill my promise, not last week, last episode. Um, but I also played To the Moon.
1: Which, I was going to say, I forgot to mention this. I actually did play an hour or two of this game i downloaded the free trial of it oh to the moon but, really yep
0: oh neat so why don't you why don't you tell me your thoughts on it
1: um i well cuz i kind of i i kind of had higher expectations for it i guess okay. uh since you had heaped some praise on it last week or i heard told me that a lot of people had talked spoke highly of it mm-hmm. but i kind of was turned off by the first hour of the game i guess um but i don't know i wasn't i wasn't exactly into it just because I don't know. I feel like there's too many uh like Japanese stereotypes in it that like I felt undercut any sort of emotional content of the game. Like uh I don't know, like the I don't like uh, the bumbling sidekick sort of gag or I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I did not enjoy at least the first hour of it all that much, yeah. but
0: it, it it does turn that stuff on its head as it goes through, you know. Okay. It, it sets those things up in order to uh in order to subvert them. Um okay. so what what I will say is like, yeah, that will turn somebody off. Um especially the visuals in general. I mean, the game was made in RPG Maker. Um so we should explain the premise for somebody who doesn't know what To the Moon is. Um it is a it's a PC game. It was made in RPG Maker, so it has this 16-bit um, RPG kind of like Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy VI or Secret of Mana uh, style style graphics to it, but uh, there's no combat or anything. It is actually kind of like an adventure game slash visual novel uh, mm-hmm. whose plot kind of combines um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and um, uh, let's say Inception. So yeah. you you, so you you play as uh, as kind of these two agents for this. Uh, For this company that dives into people like dying people's memories in order to give them the idea or let them have this fake memory of some kind of ultimate life goal. So in this case, you're hired to help out an old man whose you know, dying wish was to have gone to the moon. So you hop into his most recent memory and you travel through backwards throughout his entire life trying to get to the earliest point where you can plant the seed or incept him, if you will, to, uh, to get the to get that inspiration to become an astronaut and to go to the moon. Um, and throughout the course, you can kind of see his relationship with his wife and basically how his entire life, you know, fell apart. But then it, like, but because it's working backward memento style, then, you know, his happiness and then his childhood and all that and going back and forth. Um, and that one is very powerful and affecting uh, the mm-hmm. goofiness. You know, the the, the the sidekicks, the sidekicks, the main characters, they don't become like a real factor in it until until much later when they start having more agency and you're not just kind of like watching um, his memories, you know, pass forward. Like when you get to an early enough point in the memories where like the things that you do start affecting things around you, then they become important. yeah uh, but yeah okay but you can get it like off of the website it's like freebirdgames.com or something like that it's uh, i forget where it was developed or who or what it's like 12 bucks or something you know for a couple of hours which isn't bad and they hinted a sequel so there might be more of it um I would recommend it but kind of like for, for for you Ben like since you don't have like a lot of experience or a lot of uh, um let's say nostalgia or affection for 16-bit RPG games like that mm-hmm. um it that's its presentation and kind of the tropes that it evokes might uh, might have might have turned you off. Yeah. Yeah. So you download like so they, they had a demo up?
1: Yeah, yeah, a demo where you can play I think for an hour and yeah. How far did you get? I got to the point where they were inside of his memories, and it was maybe uh, maybe two two or three stages into that. So I gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I recommend it. Ben is a little bit hesitant, but really it just depends. Go play the demo. Um, you will know if you like it probably within the first uh, half hour. And then play the other half hour for fun, because why not? It's free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, those were the games that I promised that I would play last time. Um, that was all three, right? Journey to the moon and dear Esther. Mm-hmm. Um, David, he sent me the, that, uh, that lone survivor game, yeah. but I haven't opened that one up yet. Yeah. Um, I, I do intend to play that cause it looks really, really cool. Um, looks right up my alley. Um, again, 16 bit, again, survival horror, again, very silent hill, um, inspired i play a little little bit more mass effect um but not much um i i apparently got past the point of no return where it's like okay once you do this everything's gonna go into the end um so like i'm there and i'm almost done um <laughs> okay so we'll uh we'll, we'll see if i'm done by next week
1: um i'm going do you do you want to beat the game it sounds like you don't
0: No. I think I may have taken too long of a break. I don't know if if my if my attachment is is, is gone or not. Um but it just kind of like I was my my, my goal when I approach these kind of games is I do the main quest when I feel like doing the main quest and I do the side quest when I don't feel like doing the main quest. okay okay it sounds obvious but that's but but that i think belies something i have a full quest lock i have like a full you know just kind of like go here and do this but the problem is these side quests unless you try and like suss out the really interesting ones a lot of them are like literally just fetch quests which yeah. are like go to this point in the citadel talk to this person then come back to this person and that is so not interesting to me like no yeah. not at all and it's like do i do this busy work in order to just like increase my you know, galactic preparedness so I can win the, win the assault. I don't know. I kind of just felt like I just, I just like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to do that stuff. So I'll do the main quest until, until I get to this point of no return. And then I got to the point of no return. It's like, well, do you want to go forward? I was like, okay, well, let me think about it. When looked at my quest log, I saw all this busy work. and I was like, ah, oh, nope, I think I'm going to go.
1: <laughs> I don't care about the Earth that much.
0: Well, my, my my readiness is up. You know, it's it's pretty high. Not my readiness, my war resources. There we go. Because readiness okay. is determined by how much online you've played, and I have played no online.
1: Okay. None. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, it, yeah. It just seemed, it seems like that's more similar to the first Mass Effect then, where all the side quests were, as you said, go here, pick this up come back here, talk to this person.
0: It was more insulting. Uh, Okay. I'm trying to figure out what's more insulting. In Mass Effect 1, a lot of the side quests were go to planet, ride around on Mako, go into this prefabricated base that looks exactly like every other base. Yeah. It was made, that was made by this company, um, and then kill this person or extract this person or go through this dialogue and then get out. Like yeah. I'm trying to figure out if that was more insulting or if, like this, like literally, which is like go to galactic map, scan this planet, get this like satellite, come back and talk to this person. I'm trying to figure out if that's more insulting. Okay. Because the main quest line is fine. You know between yeah. between those two I like the main quest and uh and Mass effect one I like the main quest and Mass effect three I think a lot better but uh but just as far as like pacing and stuff goes, I don't think that this is going to beat two nothing can beat two as far as like the pacing and how invested you are in the characters and what's going on, you know yeah, yeah. So
1: that's unfortunate
0: yeah i mean it's like would i say it's a bad game no no I, I wouldn't i'm gonna wait until the ending to be really awful and then <laughs> to say, say it's a, a bad, bad game, <laughs> game. no <laughs> no endings don't matter um yeah. but but uh um yeah i just like i just i don't i don't feel motivated but then again i haven't played a lot of console games since i've like gotten settled in down here so it's it's hard for me to you know it's hard for me to really get enthused about it i don't know why Difference mm-hmm. in difference in venue. I'll probably have it beaten, but who you knows? So I'm going home for uh, for Mother's Day next weekend, so I'm going to be like away away from my uh, my equipment when I am on my uh, when you know during during my normal let's play games time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? I got an iPad since we last spoke.
1: That's right. I remember hearing about this via text. <laughs> a late a late night text.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I I lost track of time cuz I was playing with my iPad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um Well, first off, I am become death at uh draw something.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say is your draw something your skills at that have improved greatly.
0: Well, I got the iPad um and I got a a, a stylus. Okay. Um it's made by a company called Studio Neat. It's called the Cosmonaut. Um okay. and it is literally a crayon for adults. like it's big i mean it looks like uh it looks it looks like a uh a marital aid that was designed for discretion
1: oh my goodness (laughs) Um,
0: it's it's big i mean just like it i i'm i'm a fairly large-handed gentleman and it feels hefty but it's nice because it gives you the you know it's like the effect of drawing with a uh drawing with a with a marker like on a whiteboard Okay. So that that's how it feels. So rather than like drawing with a pen on it where you're like you're inclined to like rest your hand on what you're drawing, it, it encourages you to lift up your palm and actually like draw like you would on a on a whiteboard, which really really works. Um I've used it for work too uh because of because of the job that I work, it's important for me to be able to sketch things for clients. And uh-huh. so that is uh that has worked out for me as well. Um, but, uh, as far as games and stuff go, I've really just kind of been rediscovering, uh, games that I really liked on my iPhone that, uh, that are even better on the iPad. So draw something is much better on the iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you can, you know, just play it in bed, you know, when you wake up and then when you go to bed, um, uh, reading is actually really cool on the iPad as well. Like, uh, you know, I've kind of like shelved my Kindle for now. I'm reading the new, uh, the new dark tower book. Um, okay the eighth book uh which is which is turning out to be really good in addition um i also am reading the uh the dark tower graphic novels because uh everything kind of takes place in the in the in the middle of the story um on those just like this eighth novel does but uh, like plants versus zombies i got the uh the, the ipad version of that and even though i played the game a million times it, it feels really really good on here world of goo makes a lot of sense on here uh minecraft does not um does not <laughs> hold up <laughs> yeah yeah Um, but scribble uh, swords and sorcery, like that's the way that sword and sorcery was meant to be played. Um, a little bit of infinity blade. I'm just looking at it right now. Um, the one game that I really wanted to talk about is called groove coaster. Okay. Um, it's made by Namco. Okay. Or actually, not Namco, right. Taito, I think. Uh, same people, Space Invaders, something like that. The, it's a it's a rhythm game, um, except it's uh, done in like this arc, uh, old arcade style, where you're you play this little avatar, this little dot, this little mode of light that is traveling along a uh, um, like a vector line, you know, as a song plays, and there are you know little signals for you to tap on the screen as a you know like a, along with the beat of what's playing. So it's like a 2D arcade version of Res or. Uh, child of eden okay um yeah so you make the music happen by tapping on the screen at the right time but it's a really really good presentation so yeah groove coaster i think you you can play it on a um, iphone too um, is
1: it it's only for ios yes
0: only for ios
1: okay. so
0: so yeah sorry about that <laughs> um that and uh there are a bunch of like telltale adventure games that are uh that are on here so like i've some of them i've already played so like the uh the um tales of monkey island i played the first episode of that just see yeah, how it would play it worked really well played a little bit of the uh, the back to the future hd on here haven't played yeah. much of that one yet but uh it really really is faithful to the story like uh the voice actors and stuff are really great so that's cool um
1: so do you have any interest in the walking dead video game that they put out then
0: um I do even though I have no um interest in the Walking Dead as a franchise. Okay. Um just 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 because of uh how intricate the dialogue system and stuff is. So it's basically like heavy rain with zombies. Almost yeah. like you have a limited amount of time to react to certain situations. Um uh-huh. apparently it doesn't it doesn't follow the plot of the TV show or the comic book. So like somebody like me who doesn't want to approach that in any me- in any medium other than video games uh will be able to uh get some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how about how about you? I mean, is that on PS3 or is that just Xbox and PC?
1: I think it's on PS3 too. Um, I yeah, I don't have any interest in it. <laughs> I could yeah, because if if there was another Heavy Rain game out there, I'd probably get it, provided that it you know was like a AAA sort of game. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. With those sorts of games, like I feel like you need a really solid presentation for me, for at least for me to get into it, and so. uh I don't know. I need more realistic graphics out of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. But that's just me. No, I can understand that. I can understand that. Just uh, you, need, you need something to help you suspend your disbelief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it uh, for 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 me as far as what I've been playing. Um, a bunch of small stuff. Um, the the parade of pretentious games with Journey and Dear Esther and all that, <laughs> all of which I recommend wholeheartedly. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe if you're like me. And you know if you've listened to episodes of this show, if you're like me or not, you know when to disregard. Um, <laughs> so, do we want to talk about what's on our mind?
1: Sure. You going to see the Avengers?
0: I I want to. Okay, so here's the thing. I went to the theater on 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 Saturday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what I used to do when I was unemployed was I would I would I decided that the best time to go to the the the, the theater was Tuesday afternoon. Um, or actually, no, Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. is the best time to go see a movie.
1: When there's absolutely no one else exactly. there. Exactly.
0: Nobody to ruin the experience for you. <laughs> uh, but because I'm employed, I can't really do that. Yeah. Um, so I went to go on Saturday at 1 p.m. to go see a movie, because who's going to go see a movie uh, on, on Saturday at 1 p.m.? Most people are out uh, doing, I believe, church or civic duties at that on point. On Saturday? Uh, who knows? I People do church. If they're, if they're really enthusiastic about it, Saturdays, are you saying they can't, that's not the America I live in. Um, no. Um, but it was sold out. Um, when I oh, went, man. when I went up to buy my tickets, I was like, well, shit. So I instead, uh, went to jungle gyms and got some, got some booze and came home and celebrated uh Cinco de Mayo by working on the <laughs> website. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to see you the really, Avengers. You really upped it from a kid level enjoyment to an adult level enjoyment.
0: <laughs> I, I I cooked. Uh, I went I went grocery shopping that day before I because I was going you know went grocery shopping before I went to the movie, um, and I cooked uh, I cooked seven pounds of chicken, okay, chicken breast. I marinated it in uh in olive oil, pa- uh, pepper, garlic, salt, um, lime juice, and sriracha okay it turned out really really good so i have dinners for the next like two weeks <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep yep so that That's... was that was
0: my saturday <laughs>
1: um, have you seen the avengers i haven't yeah i would like to i've it's... heard
0: i've heard plenty of really really good stuff i have too yeah,
1: yeah. and i uh, i watched an interview earlier with joss whedon talking about making the movie oh yeah it's interesting i'd never seen what he looked like before tonight
0: It looks about how you'd expect
1: he kind of looks like a young Ron Howard, but kind of uglier. <laughs> but kind of uglier.
0: He's got a good singing voice.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I guess he is into musicals since he made one. Yeah. Did that the uh, sense. Did,
0: he did the sing-along blog. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that one episode of Buffy, too. But
1: There's a musical Buffy? Yeah. I never watched Buffy.
0: Neither did I. I just knew about that episode.
1: The musical. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Seth Green in it, the series, not just that episode. Every okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Seth Green. <laughs> um, yeah, but I want to see it. I mean, I've I, <laughs> and like what's stupid about that is I've I've only like of the constituent parts of that I've only seen Iron Man. Like I didn't go see Thor. I didn't go see Captain America. I didn't go see the Hulk. Um, but I still want to go see the Avengers because it's Joss Whedon and it has Iron Man uh, in it and it has uh, Scarlett Johansson, whatever her character's name is Scar- has Scarlett has scarlet johansson in it
1: and uh, i guess that doesn't matter for you <laughs> <laughs> um no yeah i'm kind of in the same boat where i've seen iron man i've seen captain america not by choice uh but um <laughs> but i haven't seen any of the other ones but yeah I, yeah but it's josh whedon so yeah it's probably a pretty good movie
0: yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited about that um so eventually i'm going to see it i 'd like to see it on the big screen i 'm not going to do it in three d though that was my downfall. I wanted to go see it in two d and that's why it was sold out so I guess i can't complain too much but
1: womp womp. yeah it's already made over two hundred million dollars
0: it's like broke every it's it, it, every record is is done it like there there are no more records left for it to do for it to for it to break
1: really yeah
0: so wow, who knows good for him good for them, good for all of them. I just I'm glad that there's not some kind of video game tie-in that that makes me happy.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Because all of the constituent parts, the Thor movies or the Thor the Thor video game was awful. The uh, the Iron Man video game was awful. Uh, yeah, any of that just, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, let's leave uh, let's leave the super uh, the super uh, hero uh, games to DC. Why not? Specifically to the, uh, to the to the to the Arkham guys, to Rocksteady Studios. Specifically to Rocksteady, yeah. <laughs> Who are only
1: going to make Batman games, I guess, from now on. <laughs> from
0: now on, <laughs> it's the Halo curse. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't do what well, you're good at because you're going to be doing it for ten years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're they're pretty passionate about what they do, though. They have they have good heads on their shoulders.
0: Yeah, Arkham Planet.
1: That's, right. That's what's next. They already gave foreshadowing for it.
0: Oh yeah. And that uh, that one dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You sent me a link before before the uh before the show here. Um can you was, can, can was, you
1: describe this? It is a uh mod for Skyrim. And since you've played Skyrim, I know you would appreciate this. Um and the what the mod is is they turn the dragons into a giant flying Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> and uh, Cole, you you've mentioned before the music uh, when the dragon comes and you're getting really pumped up about it, like how the drums come in and then you know, the chants come in and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the you feel you feel the rumble.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have I you heard get- what the music is when the dragon comes or when macho man randy savage comes in uh, I'm, wa- I'm watching he, the video it's hard for me to he just he just uh, screams yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and periodically will scream snap into a slim jim <laughs> um what is it it's burn baby burn right uh by casey and the sunshine band is the song that's playing, which is appropriate because the, the dragon's did, flying around
0: disco inferno
1: yeah that's it yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> see but the thing is like it's not just like it's it's not a gigantic Randy Macho man savage
1: it's that like would, a, that'd be a one Randy, thing. it's a macho man savage dragon hybrid
0: okay so if a so if a minotaur is a human and a bull combined this is some kind of s machatar yeah yeah uh, i like that uh, machatar no a a a, 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 a machagon
1: uh uh, a, ma- a, dragon, a, a, yeah, a-, a a macho dragon,
0: a machagan? what? A macho dragon, a machagan.
1: Machagan. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but it's got the body of what looks to be uh Seeth the Scaleless from uh Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looks very disturbing because it's a it's a it's a human skin tone dragon body with wings and everything
1: yeah but, but- well that's the thing it's like his main wings look like they've been taken off so like when he's flying around it looks like superman almost <laughs> but with the really weird shaped arms
0: <laughs> with uh with the th- uh, like thalidomide flipper arms yeah. um, just kind of just flying around menacing you yeah and the icy peaks I need to let me. I need to mute this so I can watch it in action without without interrupting the show. But uh, I need to see this in motion because I'm just looking at the at the picture and it looks like something from uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah. So for anybody who has played Skyrim, you should watch this video. I assume you're going to put it in the show notes. Yeah, it'll be
0: in the notes. But uh, I'm watching it. Oh boy, here he comes. <laughs> he's still got a tail
1: hose. yep <laughs> <He's>
0: still <laughs> but it but it, okay, so it's a dragon ish body with <laughs> he's screaming his shout, I assume to snap into a slinch <laughs> uh but it's got it's got macho man's head with the with the beard and the and the and hair the and the, the purple hat and the purple- and the purple cowboy hat, yeah, gosh, of all the mods of all the mods i'm I'm so happy because. Because for the first couple of weeks, all you get is a bunch of nude mods and furry mods and stuff like that. But then, boom, you get this kind of stuff.
1: Now we're finally getting into the high-quality mods. Yeah,
0: yeah. The stuff that really justifies the medium. <laughs> Take that, Mom. I'm not wasting my time playing video
1: games.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go watch Scarlett Johansson at 1 p.m. on a Saturday. Alone. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh well. Oh well. Have you heard about this uh of about this Elder Scrolls uh, MMO? No, no. Um, there's going to be an Elder Scrolls MMO.
1: Okay, that's is that their next game? Yeah.
0: That's they, uh, that's they're uh,
1: going the BioWare route, I guess.
0: Yes, yes, BioWare. Yep. Um, it's uh going to be coming out next year for PC and Mac. Um, it's going to be powered by the same engine that uh, that Skyrim is on. Um, it's going to take place about like a thousand years before uh, before any of the earliest uh, um, games. So they're very much going the Bioware route. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. <laughs> and, I like uh, how
1: Bioware doesn't write forward; they just write backward every hundred years. <laughs> that's,
0: that's this is true. <laughs> yeah, so um, they're going to put this out, you know bunch of quotes etc it's going to be in the next game informer i i suppose i suppose mm-hmm. um the logo looks pretty cool it's it's, a, it's it's three dragons that are eating each other's tails uh looks pretty neat but uh
1: so it's like uroboros for dragons
0: uh yeah except, except instead of two it's 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 three three so yeah i don't know I've, i think that i think that's going to be interesting i'm not sure how they're going to do like factions or anything because there's not really factions there's just cities and races and i don't, I don't know i don't know how people will caught into having race wars yeah yeah hey it's a race war um, yeah <laughs> that, that that whitest kids you're thinking of the whitest <laughs> yeah, exactly. boys alive.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the whitest boy alive no not the musician the whitest kids you know which is yeah which is a sketch show yeah i don't know i've kind of i've kind of like stopped reading video game news except for the stuff that pops up like this this is a big story right this is something people care about
1: yeah i, don't know. I after skyrim i'm you're done. I think I'm I'm gonna step away from 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 the from the Elder Scrolls series.
0: Okay. I was gonna say step away from Bethesda. So if another
1: Fallout came out, you're not gonna no, not Bethesda. But
0: well, they when when they were announcing like you know when the rumors were coming out that that Bethesda was working on an, on an MMO, people were hoping it was gonna be Fallout. But oh uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how that would work either. I'm not sure. Like my big thing about those games is I like being alone or like I like being the sole hero. I don't like. I feel like a lot of the magic is taken away if you are forced to participate in this big world where everybody's doing the same stuff that you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, I feel like as game developers, you lose a lot of control over what, you know, the story is going to be or what the experience is going to be for the player. It's like the polar opposite of uh the Arkham games.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and and like, it's, it's ridiculous to say that because, you know, these are the paragons of like, this is this big open world where it doesn't matter what the developer does because you can go off and not do the main story yourself, but still you're making your own story. But, Mm -hmm. but in, in, in an MMO, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you are going and quote unquote, making your own story, you're just killing, you know, a thousand, you know, orcs and that's it. And you're done. Have fun. Bye. Um, if you go and do any of the side quests, you're doing the very same side quests alongside the people who are doing the same side quests. At least when you're playing a single player, you're not seeing them, you know, go through and like, you know, LOL at you, you know, because you're doing the wrong thing, right? Yeah. That's my that's that's my problem with with MMOs. People laugh at you when you do when you do the wrong thing. <laughs> right? Just like with uh with first person shooters or with uh, with uh, with Left for Dead, people just Portal
1: do, 2 multiplayer, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's why I haven't finished it.
1: Yeah. I did think that was funny that you said that people, you made people rage quit in Portal 2.
0: No, I made that one guy rage quit. He was a dick. So that was the absurdly brief episode number 151 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. Um, what can you do? What can you do? What is there to do? You can go to iTunes and leave us a review or a rating. Those are very much appreciated. You can go to duckfeed.tv and, and uh, subscribe to us there or leave a comment or uh, any of those kind of things. Uh, Facebook.com slash uh Participate in the discussion there. And most of all, tell a friend. Um, if you have questions for us um, just about the kind of games we like or uh, what we would like to see you made, I don't know. We have an email address. So that's either uh, riddle at DuckFeed.tv or you can go to DuckFeed.tv slash contact. And there is a form there that you can fill out that goes directly to me. Um, and we can read those on the air. It's all good. Um, I think that's it. Did I miss anything?
1: Uh, that sounds good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else they need to do. They did enough. They yeah, they,
0: they, they've done enough. They're listening. That's all we really need to ask for, really. Um, but uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Cole Ross. Uh, ben, you are at, at Merkalizer.
1: M- at Merkalizer, yep.
0: Yeah, and uh, we'll save the 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 others for when they're on because they're not here, so they don't deserve to be plugged. Yeah. <laughs> so for DTR, this has been Cole Ross.
1: This has been Ben Merkel. Thank you so much.